Good morning, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Living Out Outdoors. We are on the mic and on the camera live with you this morning. We are um, actually going to do our Wednesday night live on Wednesday morning. Have some things going on. I've been jumping on here on the mornings. It seems to be working better. Um, I know that maybe you can't watch me live this early in the morning. I, I understand that. Uh, but this video will be here, so you will be able to watch and, and, and get a part of it as we move along. But we're going to jump into how to be filled with the Holy Spirit 2. This is week two of how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Last week we talked about, um, what did we talk about last week? We talked about being, you know, learning to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we we jumped in on, on week one last week, how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We talked, we learned about the gifts. We learned about what the Holy Spirit is is bringing to us. Today we're going to talk about why did the Holy Spirit come? And I'm going to actually start off with some scripture. We're going to go to John chapter 7, verse 37 through 39. I've actually spent some time in John recently. Um, man, <laughs> there's so much packed into the book of John. But John chapter 7, verse 37 through 39 says this. Now, on the last and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and he called out in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me who adheres to me, who trusts in me, who relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. But he was speaking of the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him as Savior were to receive afterward. The Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. He was not yet raised to honor. So now we're going to jump to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verses 1 through 15, and I'm reading this in the Amplified because I, I want to express some of the things in this. So John chapter 16, verses 1 through 15, he said, I have told you these things so that you will not stumble or be caught off guard and fall away. They will put you out of the synagogues and make you outcasts. And a time is coming when whoever kills you will think that he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father or me. Now, he's talking to his disciples, and he's basically telling them, they're going to kill you because of me. And they did. If, if you look at the stories behind all of the apostles, um, all, of, all of Jesus' closest followers, his disciples, and we see horrific uh, persecution and, and, and even execution on all of their parts. Uh, and, and, they, and Jesus had actually told them, it, you know, this is going to cost you. He goes on to say, I have told you these things now so that when their time comes, you will remember that I told you about them. I did not say these things to you at the beginning because I was with you, but now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts and taken complete possession of them. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world about the guilt of sin and the need of a Savior and about righteousness, and about judgment, and about sin, and the true nature of it, because they do not believe in me and my message. They don't believe about righteousness, personal integrity, or godly character, because I'm going to my Father, and you will no longer see me. 
about about right of judgment and uh, the certainty of judgment because the rule of this world Satan has been judged and condemned. I have more things to say to you, but you cannot bear to hear them now. But when the Spirit, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son, and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. He will glorify and honor me because the Holy Spirit will take from what is mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Because of this, I said that the Spirit will take from what is mine and reveal it to you. That's some powerful scripture talking about what what Jesus was trying to, to describe to his disciples and trying to let them understand that you know I've got to go away and and and, and the comforter is going to come. You're going to be better off with the Holy Spirit than you are walking with me. And we've talked about this a little bit. The fact that when when Jesus was on earth, when he was doing all these miraculous things, and and the, and he had his closest twelve, but he had multitudes beyond the twelve. You have to understand that there were a lot of followers of Jesus Christ during that time while he was on this earth who who witnessed many, many, many things. The disciples, his closest 12, obviously hung out with him constantly. They lived together, basically. They traveled together. They worked together in ministry, and they watched Jesus do all these things. But there's a key element there. They watched Jesus do all these miraculous things. What he's simply saying to them here is, I've got to go so that the power comes upon you. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to empower you so that you can go out to all the world. I'm just one guy. You're going to be multitudes of people that can go out and, 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 and move my spirit among all men. That, that was the ultimate goal. So why did the Holy Spirit come? The Holy Spirit came to glorify Christ, pure and simple. The Holy Spirit, one of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one. Why did the Holy Spirit come? He came to glorify Christ. On the eve of his crucifixion, Jesus said to his disciples, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He shall glorify me. The Holy Spirit came to lead us into all truth. The Holy Spirit inspired men to write the Holy Scriptures. As we read the Bible, He reveals its truth to us. The Holy Spirit reveals truth to us as we read the Word. There are times as you read passages that maybe you've read many times before, and suddenly at that particular moment when you read or need a particular truth, a certain passage comes alive. I've spoken of this. I've, I've, I continually, I read the word over and over and over. And I, I know passages of scripture and, and, and something that maybe I've read or known all my life, all of a sudden means something entirely different today because the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit has revealed truth to me in that passage of scripture. Why does he do this? Because the Holy Spirit makes the word of God relevant and meaningful when you need it. It is the living word inspired by the Holy Spirit. God's word is living and breathing. It, it's, it's, it's constantly, it's not changing. We're changing to understand it. Our understanding, our eyes are being opened more and more by the Holy Spirit as we draw closer to the Lord. As God moves inside of us, as we become more mature in him, our eyes are open to see things that maybe we missed the first go around. Always go back into the word. 
Look at things. Always seek his truth and allow the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to that. The only way to completely understand the truths of the Bible is to be filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit. You, you have got to be filled with the Holy Spirit in order for the Bible to come alive like that. Because it is his living word. It is part of God. It's, it's, a, it's a piece of him. It's, it's his living, breathing essence. Jesus was the word, and the word was him. God is the word. The word was God. The Holy Spirit came to give us power to know and live for Christ. Listen, without the Holy Spirit's power... We don't have what it's going to take to endure the times that we're in or coming. We need the Holy Spirit to empower us, to encourage us, to, to, to embolden us to be who God has called us to be for such a time as this. The Holy Spirit enables you to do these things, to live an abundant life, to witness, and to pray effectively. I, I, I do not ever want anyone to ever feel like or think that I think I'm somebody that I'm not. I have never felt like I was stronger, bolder, more powerful, or more in tune with God than anybody else. Far from it. But I'll tell you a story. A youth pastor in, in Colorado, Durango, Colorado, for quite some time, got involved with the Youth Pastors Alliance there, actually began to lead the Youth Pastors Alliance. There were times when when we would gather as a group, multiple denominations, and and and, and God would lead us to pray over particular events or something going on in our community or maybe something going on with one of the, the youth of one of our groups that were represented in that alliance. And oftentimes I was asked to be the one to pray. Never thought too much about it. I moved to Farmington, New Mexico a couple of years after that. Got involved with the Youth Pastors Alliance there. We were doing a lot of, of, of community type things with the school students and things. And, and, and again, multiple denominations involved um you 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 learn to 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 live and walk with all things all men all women there were, there were ladies involved in this too and again found ourselves in places where we would need to pray over a particular situation or or person or an event and oftentimes again i was asked to pray and one of the ladies one day i do not remember what church she was with but she made the comment let Buster pray because when he prays, it's different. Well, the reason that it's different is because Buster's filled with the Holy Spirit. I, no, I didn't go shouting in tongues and doing things that was going to creep people out or flip people out because some of these denominations didn't go that direction. But because of the infilling of the Holy Spirit's power in me, he worked through me. So when I pray... It's the Holy Spirit actively moving in me. I don't have that kind of boldness. I don't have that kind of ability. I don't have that kind of power. I don't even have that kind of knowledge. What comes from me is from him. The Holy Spirit living and breathing in me that comes alive in me. When I get on a microphone and the camera with you today, this isn't me. <laughs> this isn't old Buster. Old Buster would rather be sitting in there on a chair drinking coffee. I, I, I'm not... I'm not bold enough to do the things that God has called me to do personally. But because of the emboldenment, because of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, because of that infilling of the Holy Spirit, I'm actually living for him today. Without that Holy Spirit moving in me, I don't know that I've ever heard his voice that evening long, long ago on a very Wednesday night when I nearly ended my life. 
I, I, it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me that night saying, hey, whoa, whoa, we got a plan here. You, you got to get your life in order, dude. You wasted it too long. Now let's go. Let's do what I've called you to do. And that's exactly what began to happen. I, I've, I've told you story and story of where God has spoke things over me. Um, the day before I had my first heart attack, I had my first heart attack at the age of 34. My father died in front of my eyes at the age of 38 of a one and done heart attack. Okay. I had my first at the age of 34, but the day before the Holy Spirit using a, a gentleman, a, a, an evangelist spoke to me saying, you're not yet doing what God has called you to do. That was all I took from it. You're not yet doing what God has called you to do. And I took it as a thing of saying, God said, hey, I got a plan for you. Bear down. The next day I'm laying in a hospital. My family's all gathered around me and they're looking at me. They're all worried. They're afraid I'm gone. They're afraid I'm following the path of my father. And I said, hey, don't be worried. Don't, don't fret. Because God just told me yesterday, I'm not even doing what I'm called to do yet. I got more ahead of me. I'm not going anywhere. I still stand on that today. God's not done with me yet. You have no idea how many times I've been told that through, through prophetic word, through evangelistic things, through other people who just have spoken word to me. Maybe it was when I was discouraged. Maybe it was when I was struggling. Maybe it was when whatever was going on in my life, I've had multitudes of people tell me, God's not done with you yet. You've got more to do. And, and, and I believe it beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's the Holy Spirit speaking to me saying, hey, stand tall, stand your ground, you know, stand there for because of this, because we've got more to do here. You're here for such a time as this. And I believe that beyond a shadow of a doubt. I don't believe I'm invincible. I don't believe in all of that. I, I know that God has a plan for me and I'm going to be here till my plan here is complete. And then I'm going home to be with my father and to be with family who have gone before me and friends who have gone before me. I'm standing on his word and I'm standing on his truth that the Holy Spirit in me, alive, breathing and well, is what empowers me and is what encourages me and is what pours all of these messages that are stacked up over here on my desk that I speak to you every day on. It's the Holy Spirit that, that makes the word come alive. I, I might hear a pastor. I, I do hear. I, I take notes constantly. Because pastors say things, and, it, and I'm thinking, holy cow, I could, that'd preach another way. I, I do it constantly. I hear God's word, and it comes alive in me, and I'm over there writing another message while this guy's preaching. Sorry, Brother Larry. It just happens. But it's truth, because God's word is alive. The Holy Spirit of the word of God. That's, it's, it's the spirit of God in his word. It's moving. It's breathing. It's alive. Why did the Holy Spirit come? He came to glorify Christ. He came to empower us. He came to let the word come alive in us so that we can be emboldened enough to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. We need him, desperately need the Holy Spirit. I encourage you today to continue to ask God. If you don't, if you don't believe you're a fire breather, if you don't believe that you're filled full of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost moves freely in you, then I want to ask you, Lord, show me more. Give me more. Pour more into me. God, let your Holy Spirit come alive in me. You might not think too much of this talking in tongues thing, but I'm telling you, when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, your body is going to react. Your physical body can't handle the power and the movement and the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. 
So when he comes upon you, that's where this speaking in tongues comes from. It's a holy language. It's a heavenly language. It's, it's not something to be abused. It's not something to throw around lightly. It's something to pay attention to because it's your communication chain with God. Let the Holy Spirit come alive in you. Let him empower you. Let him embolden you. Ask God for more. Don't be afraid to. Tell God, I want it all. <laughs> I want it all, Lord. I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. I want more. God, I want more. I constantly want more. He told me early on in this thing, there's more. Go deeper. Don't get hung up on, on the where you are is okay. Don't stop. There's always more. I told a young man at a revival service we'd gone to Kansas City, Missouri. I'll shut up here in a minute. We'd traveled all the way from Farmington, New Mexico to Kansas City, Missouri. Let me tell you something. There's not an easy, smooth route from Farmington, New Mexico to Kansas City, Missouri. But we went there to, to be a part of a, a World Revival Center. Pastor Steve and Kathy Gray that came from Smithton, Missouri, a little, little podunk town out in the cornfield, Smithton, Missouri. Broke out in revival during the big revival movement, Pensacola, Florida, and all that going on. We drove all the way. They'd moved their church to Kansas City. So we drive all the way from Farmington, New Mexico with a group of youth leaders, some of my older youth, some of my more powered up youth, to be in a service with them. And that night I told my young people, listen, when things begin to move, let them, let them move. Don't, don't, don't think you've got enough. Don't think you've had all you need. You might get prayed for 15, 20 times tonight. Take it all. Take everything God has for you. Don't stop letting him pour in. Don't ever reach a place where you think, I got all I want, got all I need, I'm good. You're not good. You need more because there is more. We'll never receive it all, not here on this earth. So always ask God for more. Ask him to pour into you. Ask him to fill you to overflow so that what's overflowing touches somebody else. That's the key element of everything we need from the Holy Spirit. Why did he come? He came to fill us. He came to glorify Christ. He came to let us be Christ on this earth. Without his power, we have nothing. Amen. Whew. Lord have mercy. I better quit. God bless you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us and praying for us. If you can support us financially, all our giving links are on the webpage, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. They're on our Facebook link here, pinned right to the top of our Facebook page. There's a big story about Ron and I. All of our giving links are on there. We have a Simple Give app. We have a, a, a PayPal app. You can, you can give to us any way you want. The address is on there if you want to send us a check. Uh, you got cash, call me. I'll meet you somewhere. I don't care. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. If you want to support us financially, we could certainly use your financial support. We, we are at a place where we desperately need God to provide for us financially. If you want to be a part of that, if God is calling you to be a part of that, we'll welcome you on board. Partner with us, but no matter what, pray with us, walk with us, stay on this journey with us that God will use us to reach the lost. Amen. Seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. Let the Holy Spirit guide you in all things. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.